0: This is Carl Polichuk, and you're listening to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts Community. We are dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Our sponsor today is Gazinta Text. Headaches with customers texting your technicians? Gazinta Text brings your texting conversations into service tickets. Set your MSP apart by allowing your customers to communicate the way they want without losing control of the conversation. Since text messages are 10 times more likely to be opened than email, you can get your tickets to Resolved faster, an essential tool for supporting a growing remote workforce. Go to www.tixt.us to sign up for a 30-day trial. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Nate Friedman, who is not in the United States. So, Nate, you're, you're from the U.S., right? But you're in Taiwan?
1: That's right. I'm from Massachusetts. I'm um, originally from the Boston area. Now we live in kind of southeastern Mass outside of Rhode Island. Um, but for the past two years, I've been working abroad from Taiwan. You, you're right, Carl.
0: Very cool. So, um... Tell us about, so you, you run a business helping IT consultants be a little bit better at their marketing. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Cool. So um, yeah, I run a business called Tech Pro Marketing and we help um, MSPs manage services providers. Um, we help them generate new leads, fill their sales pipeline, and hopefully um, grow their business um, so I don't want to – I do. maybe these people are intrigued about learning a little bit more about Taiwan. I'll follow up on that slightly um, just so they're not hanging throughout the rest of the podcast. <laughs> uh, I've been here for the past two years, and uh, my wife is from Taiwan. We actually had our second child here, and our first child is in um, – preschool here, learning both languages, English and Chinese. It's a really cool experience. I'm lucky to be able to, you know, have this experience. I think a lot in the IT business are able to do this too. Some of our clients I'm talking about, um, are talking to are planning or are doing similar things. So I think especially now where work from home has really become the norm, um, being able to work from a different location is something that I'm personally super excited about. Um, and yeah, so, and, and now it's funny.
0: I was talking to somebody yesterday about um, uh, a client who was raising a concern that she was three time zones away and it was like, you know, what, what difference does that make? Right? I was never going to go into your office anyway. Uh, so whether I'm across town or across the country or in your case, across the world, uh, if the work gets done, does it really matter? Right. That that you're you're surfing while I'm sleeping and, uh, you know, that that sort of thing. I did find it difficult short term to be teaching classes at midnight when I was in Southeast Asia. So Mm -hmm. I I, I don't I'm not sure I could do it long term, like two days. I'm good. You know, Uh, two years. I don't know about that.
1: I know. I've, I have a colleague. He works out of Costa Rica. I'm like, well, that's really great. You know, you've got all the beaches, you've got everything, but you are in the same time zone as Chicago. Um, <laughs> so you've got that benefit. And yeah, so for us at Tech Pro Marketing, you know, we do have kind of boots in the ground in the U.S. time zone. We couldn't operate with without that. Um, but when I was personally going through the scaling process and growing my business, you know, Early on, yeah, that was, a, that was a big challenge. So I'm glad to kind of be over the hump um, and really be able to, my work is kind of not necessarily meeting based all the time. And I am really trying to focus on figuring out that lead generation formula for our clients. And I do need uninterrupted time to do that. So yeah, um, shouldn't really matter what times anyone in for this.
0: And that's an excellent point. The, the work you do, doesn't require you to be on the phone with somebody all the time. That basically it's hear your marching orders and then you go make stuff happen. And the the tool or the the process uh, either works or it doesn't. Uh, I'm assuming it works, <laughs> yeah. but you know it uh, it doesn't need you to be interacting uh, in the same time zone. So. so it's TechProMarketing.com. We'll put a link down below so folks can get in touch with you. So tell us about what it is. So what What exactly do you do for lead generation? You call everybody in, in the world?
1: Um, we tried that, you know. So, yeah, like getting, <laughs> getting results is definitely, a, it's a challenge in the MSP space. Um, and, you know, for us, I think one of the things about being a niche marketing company and only working with MSPs, and for us, we really focus on MSPs who are somewhere between Two hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue and up to five hundred million in re- uh, five million in revenue, and wow. if you're in that space, um, we can probably help you. So we act as an outsourced marketing department. Um, we do there's a, a lot of things we do, but kind of there's two main components of it, and you know one is outreach. So outreach is definitely a big part of it. Calling, I think um, something we've done in in different points, but um, right now, it's not something that's part of our program. It's something that's been, I think, really challenging um, since people have moved to work from home. And for us, it's been something that we've been getting such poor results on that we focused on other channels. So in terms right. of how yeah.
0: So, so tell me, so if I, mean, if I engage you, you're going to get me leads for my MSP business. Um, what exactly are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. So... Um, kind of the the first component of it is outreach. So we're doing email outreach. We're doing outreach through LinkedIn. Um, And the big key here is researching prospects in your area and making some type of polite, uh, respectful, business-like outreach to find out What is their status? Do they have a managed service provider? Are they under contract? Are they looking for a new one? Are they really pissed at their MSP? We'd love to hear that um, if they are. And trying to find that information out first. So a lot of it is research. A lot of it is prospecting. But I think you kind of do the math and that's not going to kind of carry you forever. It's not going to be something that you can always do um, because you are going to run out of prospects. So then there's nurturing. You know, there's uh, following up and sending out, you know, information through different channels, um, advertising, um, uh, continuing to, you know, use email to market to them, continue to use social media like LinkedIn. Um, and there's finally, um, the, you know, the last piece of it is inbound, right? And that's kind of finding the people who are looking for you, who are looking for MSP services leveraging basically Google, um, which is where people go search for it. Um, and I think kind of these three pieces, these kind of three cornerstones of our program, which is outreach, nurturing and inbound or visibility. Um, that's kind of how we're able to get leads in for our clients and then keep them going. You know, it's like, we don't want to have a lull and we've been there. I mean, like you said, it's like, yeah, it's, it's working now, um, but it takes a while to get going. It takes a while to figure out um, this lead generation process, lead generation system for MSPs. Um, we had a lot of great clients early on that, you know, were supporting us, helping us kind of learn this process and get it going. And now we do have something using kind of these three focal points um, that we're pretty confident can work in a lot of situations. Does, look, doesn't work for everybody. You know, I think MSP marketing is challenging, um, but yeah, that's, that's where we are with it right now. That's the overview.
0: So um, I think a lot of people in small business in general, not just many service providers, but small business owners, don't get that marketing is not sales. You know, they confuse those two. They, they think there's so much overlap. But for me, sales is simply, sales starts when you actually ask somebody for their money. Before that, you're asking them for a conversation, or you're asking them for a meeting, or to engage, or call us if you want this free report. I mean that kind of stuff. Um, so, and it's frustrating, you know, because you you have to spend money on marketing, but marketing is not is is not what actually brings in the money. It's sales that brings in the money. Um, but if you don't have a pipeline, you have nobody. You have nobody to ask for their money. <laughs> so they're they're kind of related they bump up against each other but they're definitely not the same thing uh how do you make sure that people understand you're not going to do their sales you're you're going to fill their pipeline
1: yeah i mean just just like that um you know just just telling them that we uh, we recently did a training um with barracuda on um kind of sales principles, especially dealing with the types of leads that we give our clients. Um, I think one thing is a lot of people, a lot of MSP owners, um, IT consulting uh, businesses when they're first starting out, a lot of their leads come from word of mouth referrals. Um, They come kind of warmed up and it's like, oh, he, he told me about it, I'm ready to sign, I know the details. And there's not much of a sales process, but the sales process is super important and you need repetition. You need to be able to define and know what your sales process is, and then actually get the reps in and get better at it and learn how to take someone who's somebody It's like, yeah, I have no idea who you are, but I am interested in having a conversation about my IT and turning them into a customer. And um, that is a major challenge. you know. And I think especially if you've never done that before, you have to take that part so seriously And like, what I see is it's like the biggest opportunity, you know, if you can increase your close percentage, you know, look, generating leads is hard, right? If you get five good leads a month, I think you're doing fantastic. And if you are great at sales and you can close two of them, your MSP can grow, you know, so quickly and to extraordinary levels. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's a big part of our, when we're taking you through our sales process, um, that's a big thing: is setting that expectation, and also getting your commitment. You know, like you have to be committed to the entire process. This is not something that just happens, right? We're not—you're not just going to pay money. Like it's great, I know you can leverage money to eventually generate new customers, but that is a very, very advanced tactic. You know, if you're able to just pay more money and get more customers everyone would do it, you know, but that's something it's, of course you would. Right. But that's something that you have to have such an advanced business model that you have a marketing system that is proven and it works. And you know, that you can pay Facebook, you can pay LinkedIn, you can pay Google, and you're going to get leads for X amount per dollars. And then you have a salesperson that is totally trained on your process, or it's yourself who's totally trained on your process. And you know, if you get five leads, you can close two of them. And I think getting to that point, yeah, it's it, that's not something that you're going to be able to do overnight. Um, yeah. and think it's about interesting
0: asking. in uh, managed services. The the beauty is once you get a new customer, you know, whatever, it's so say a thousand dollars a month, that's really twelve thousand a year, and that's every year, and that could be for 10, 15, 20 years. So the value of a customer is so high. Um, and yet uh, people get tempted I, I think I think YouTube is one of the culprits they they watch people who are trying to sell vitamins and they go oh I'm gonna do that that guy sounds like a genius and you know, it's a completely different uh, thing that we're trying to sell because because we're selling a long-term relationship so how do you go find people who would be interested in that because because I don't want a lead that wants me to come in, uh, hook them up with Office three sixty five, go away, and I never see them again. Like that, to me, it has very, very little value compared to somebody who is willing to sign a contract and make a long term commitment.
1: Yeah. So, and that's the same thing for us. So we exclusively work with managed services providers. And that's because if we're working with, you know, somebody who's doing a one-off deal, you're not going to get return on investment on our services. It's not going to work. You know, you have to be able to, when we get you a good lead, you have to be able to turn that into $12,000 for 10 years, for 15 years. And, you know, most of our clients are able to do that or are working towards that goal. Um, So for us, yeah, it's, it's about qualification. Um, We're, it's about research. It's about qualification. So, um, I think a lot of people have heard like you need to build your list. It's like, yes, you have to build your list. You have to find every potential company in your area who has um, a, who could be a, a user for an MSP, and then it's about reaching out and finding out do they use an MSP? Um, are they a potential for for managed services? Um, so our approach is specifically looking for that specifically you know, they don't always call it an MSP, an IT provider, right. you know, they, they might go that by that lingo, but, you know, I think more and more people actually do know the word MSP. Um, you know, they do understand the language because it's become so prevalent.
0: So um, one of the things that you mentioned is that, you know, part of your your th- three tiered approach is nurturing. Uh, what is nurturing? Uh, Cause I'm thinking of, you know, making sure my plants grow and my baby <laughs> finishes her breakfast,
1: you know, uh, what is nurturing in this process? Cool. So, um, nurturing is taking, um, a lead that has come in. And I think one, another thing that maybe some, um, some MSP owners who are just getting started don't understand is that there may be a very long sales process. You may get a lead. Someone who says, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in talking in August. And maybe they're ready to make their decision in January, maybe the next August, maybe the next August after that. Um, we've had some clients that have closed a deal that not from what we generated the lead, but they have closed deals that they made their first contact a decade earlier. Um, so the nurturing process is basically. That's so much- nurturing. I got to say. That's nurturing. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you know, the thing is it's like, it's great to work in New York city where there is like, you know, I don't even want to count how many businesses there are. I'm not going to guess, but an unlimited market, but the truth is a lot of MSPs nurturing is going to play a really big role in your um, lead generation because there is just not that many businesses out there. You know, the, how many, you know, depending on what your market size is, nurturing may play a big role. So nurturing is staying in front of those prospects, providing value and showing that you're there, you know, that you're available and that when the time comes for them to make that decision, they know, and they say, Scott, and this is one of our clients, Scott, and this is what they've said to him. Scott, um, our contract is about to run out. I've known that when my contract was going to run out, I was going to reach out to you and I'm doing it right now.
0: Wow. So, so what kinds of things do you do with nurturing? Do you provide, I don't know, educational programs and, you know, again, most of these people, since they're not my clients, it's not that I would call them strangers, you know, but they're. Uh, They may not be particularly warm leads either. You know, they're they're somewhere out there and someday, because I also remind people, most of the time, most of the people don't need what you're selling, right? It's on the day they do need you that you need to be top of mind. So how do you do that nurturing online?
1: Um, yeah, so I mean, this is part where I think online and a little bit of offline can work in this case as well. If you have people who are really um, what we would consider called a marketing qualified lead, someone who has said, we do use an MSP and we're up at this time and we're going to consider you, I think that's a great person to send a physical mail or two. So if you do a newsletter, you can do an email newsletter. Um, you look at the open rates on email newsletters. I think no matter who you are, you're gonna be in like the 20, if you're great, you might gonna be in the 30% range, you're not gonna get great visibility on that. But if you send the same content, you know, as a physical mailer to maybe your 30, 50 prospects who have kind of given you this information, I think that's one of the best ways to do it. Um, So we'll assist our clients in that and definitely do a digital version that won't get the same amount. Um, Look, if you're using LinkedIn as a lead generation tactic, you're gonna be connecting with business owners in your area have some posts that go viral. Um, You know, we're definitely providing content and content that is good and professional and provides value. I think that's one step. Um, But really, if you want to take it to the next level, it's something like this, a podcast, a video, you know, just record a five minute video, post that on LinkedIn. You are going to get so many people seeing you. You know, that's what will get content. uh, That's what will get views. Um, That's what will kind of hit the algorithm a little bit. So um, there's email, email their social media. I think another one that's kind of one of the best for me is remarketing. Um, So using uh, Google remarketing, Facebook remarketing, LinkedIn remarketing, it really, I would try to get as many platforms as you can and get those people who have been to your website to see you again. And I think this is another great place for video content. A lot of our clients, they do like, um, uh, client testimonial videos, and they have a video production company come in and do like a just a video of their office one day, an overview video. Um, I think it's great if you can get to the to the point where you can produce fresh content on your own. Um, right. But you know, having people this feeling, it's like, wait, hey, I see this guy everywhere. They're really <laughs> prevalent." You know, we do right. sometimes we do ads. Well, and some of that
0: is just plain name familiarity. I mean, I, everybody I've ever talked to says they've got at least one client who said i don't know how i know you but i've heard your name before and so when the time came it was like oh yeah i recognize you and it was like all of the activity whatever you've been doing for the last 15 years (laughs) that and it might have been a newsletter and it might have been a podcast and it might have been a meeting uh, some local thing or whatever um so how do folks get started like if i were to engage you uh, obviously, you start by taking all of my money, but then uh, you know what what do we do? Do I tell you who my clientele are or what what do we do
1: well, so yeah, um, I mean, with our onboarding process, I think the the big thing is we will understand who your clientele are because we kind of know, um, at this point we've done enough prospect research throughout, um, you know, all the markets we work throughout North America. Um, we don't work in, uh, Europe, um, Australia. We just kind of, different laws there, different things to know, like maybe we'll expand there one day, but right now I think there's like something like 30,000 MSPs, 50,000 in North America. We'll, we'll start with that market. I don't know if we'll quite saturate it just yet. Um, But yeah, I mean, we want to know who your, who your target customer is a little bit, um, but we kind of know who, responds. You know, we kind of have figured out who the IT decision makers are at this point, And we kind of know who to get you um, in front of what we really want to do is learn like, what makes you guys different? What makes you stand out? I think we all get bombarded with advertising, with emails, with messages all the time. And it's really nuanced to have the ones I mean, I think I personally get them. You, maybe you do too, Carl, where sometimes you're like, oh, I actually want to respond to this one. I'm actually interested in in responding to this one. And, you know, some of our like um, best business relationships came from outreach, just like the type of stuff that we're doing. And the reason why it didn't come across as spam was because it was like, oh, I actually need this right now. This is something I've been thinking about. Um, And yeah, for the 99 other people that they reached out to that day, it probably wasn't the right time and did not get a response. But for me, it was. So I think it's about kind of standing out Um, being clear, being authentic, and kind of learning what it's about, what we can leverage about you to make you kind of, it's like, oh, this is not, I know what a kind of masked message looks like. I know what kind of these people who are just trying to sell me something looks like. This looks different. This feels different. And we want to figure that out. And that's something that's really up to each MSP to kind of have that.
0: So a lot of MSPs, uh, they know they need to do this and they kind of get stuck on perfection, you know, mm-hmm. The because for me, I've written so many sales letters in the last 30 years that I'm going to pop something out and it might suck, but then I'm going to edit it and then I'm mm-hmm. going to send it and I'm not going to freak out because uh, if I think something needs to be tweaked, I will tweak it and send it again and tweak it and send it again. Yes. And I sort of... I. I I've given up on perfection. You know, I think it's better to, to be close (laughs) and repetitive. Uh, But how do you get them to like not spend eight months writing the first letter?
1: Well um, you know, so we work like, if you want to get results, you have to work at a pretty breakneck speed. So like we push the pace, you know what I mean? And it's like, if we don't get it back from them, Hey, we did it for you anyway. Can you approve it? You know, like let's, let's keep going with it because if you don't do anything like you, you, I guarantee you, you will not get results. Um, And number two is you just have to know that there is no one out there who is, I mean, I'm sure there are people really into your email list, Carl, but I'm sure there's no one out there who's checking me. He sent this topic last week. You know, no one's checking your subject lines. Like you, it's like, this stuff is just, it's just there for a little bit and then it's on to the next one. So you really have to have that attitude. Um, And also that it's like, You're not going to offend anybody. Like, you're not going to offend anyone by marketing to them. The worst that can happen is they unsubscribe from your list, they ignore you, like, whatever. That just means they weren't a good fit anyway. If you're marketing, to the people who are not going to be your customers like that is just a real waste of time. You have to focus really only on the people who are potential fits. And if people send you a message back like hey, this is this is not relevant. It's like, okay. Cool. That is not relevant to you. You are not going to be a good fit for my business. Right. Thank you. You're off my list. Let's move on to the it's other. It's so
0: things. interesting because one of the things that we never discuss thankfully in this business is TV advertising or advertising on uh you know they have these little cameras and uh, on uh, the gas pump right <laughs> you can watch tv while you're pumping your gas and it's like okay theoretically you could put money into that you know i see some of these things like iHeartRadio, radio which the ads are so repetitive they have to be dirt cheap right that somebody put it on there but we don't discuss that because it's such a broadcast medium the overlap between Who hears that, and the people who might be my clients, is microscopic. Um, So everything that we talk about can be targeted. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize when you talk about LinkedIn and Facebook and even Google, I can upload my list of prospects and clients and say, go get me an audience that looks like that. And I don't know what the miracle is, (laughs) but they go do it. it. Like the tools available for targeting are phenomenal. And I think most people don't do it. And, 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 you know, it's kind of like, and they shouldn't know about it. They should literally say, you know, my time is better spent fixing computers. uh, So maybe Nate or somebody else can help me figure that out, right?
1: Yeah, and it's like, I mean, that's definitely like, a major key to it is you want to be targeting the right people. Um, and yeah, nowadays, especially, there are so many ways to do it. So it's like, you know, if you're doing Google ads remarketing and you're doing just a banner ad, it, to your customers, it may appear because your ad might show up on, you know, like, um, I don't know, New York Times or something or just one of the Google Display Network partners. And they may think that you're advertising to everyone through this mass medium, but in fact, you're only targeting them specifically, but on a mass medium. So I think that is something where um, people might be like confused on exactly um, the nuances between mass advertising and then doing this targeted advertising. And I think the learning curve you're talking about, it's like, I've definitely faced it myself. Like I know, like it's challenging. One of the first people I talked to when um, we decided to, shift our digital agency to focusing specific specifically on MSPs was um, uh, Nigel Moore from um, the tech tribe. Tech tribe right. Yeah. And, and he says, and he, he's like, he said, so you're going to focus on uh, helping MSPs generate leads. And I was like, that's right. And he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it's going to be that hard. And you know what? It's like, yeah, I mean, you could do it on your own. Like, but I, I've personally found, there's a major learning curve and I'm really happy to be where I am right now. And where tech pro marketing is now than where it was three years ago. And even where it was one year ago and one year later and five years later, you know, we're always honing, refining our process. um, and we get to leverage that, you know? So I do think like, yeah, as an MSP you're going to be honing and refining your process. Um, there are some MSPs who are going to want to hone and refine their marketing process. And like, that's fantastic. Like that, that's cool. You're not my target audience. We don't want to work with you if you're really into it.
0: But also, so they could learn some things, but until it's their full-time job, I mean, this is another thing that happens. Google changes their rules like every 20 minutes. You know, and, and what you think you need to do may not be what works in your market or for your product or for the clients you're trying to reach. People often haven't thought about the fact that the keywords that you put in when you are looking for information are different than the keywords when you've got your, your credit card out and you're ready to buy, right? And so, okay, if you want to get people into this funnel, you need to use these, these keywords. you want to get them into that funnel, you use different keywords. And um, so often, I, I think the worst thing that's happened in, in the Internet is SEO. I, I, it's, it's just, to me, it is snake oil. Yeah. I call it ESO, electronic snake oil. Um, because you know, your money is so much better spent actually at going and gets finding somebody who wants to do business with you rather than perfecting a Google search to your website that may bring people in but they're not looking for you. <laughs> but they found your website. <laughs> so
1: No, exactly. And I think like that's one thing we've found is that like if you really want to generate leads, if you really want to kind of have this um, consistent flow of leads, a a full pipeline that's kind of always going, if you're going to just do SEO, like that's going to be one, a major risk because Google can change their algorithm any moment and they do. Um, And number two, it's a major challenge because here's the thing. Like you're going to have like – Maybe most people are going to click like the first link, the second link, the third link. How many people are targeting these keywords? You know, I'm not saying it's a total right. lost cause, but for any one market, what is there? 20, 30, 50 MSPs. Um, there's a lot of competition out there. And, um, you know, that's why I wouldn't solely rely on SEO as, a, as your main tactic. I would say it's more of a long play that you can kind of include in there. And I think that main, that idea that you're talking about is, yeah, what happens is people look at um, Moz.com, Neil Patel, and they read the guide, the ultimate guide to SEO. I'm going to have to put a keyword in my header. I'm going to put a keyword in my title. But what they're missing is the exact keyword that they need to use. So it's like well, you can do everything. Not only that, that
0: but right. You can spend $15,000 on yeah. fine-tuning your keywords for a year or $15,000 on targeting exactly the people you want to hit. Mm-hmm. I had a guy email me recently who he was complaining because he was checking his SEO and he he was looking for his website and an ad came up for me, for my books. And he's like, and he sent me a note, like, why are you competing against me? Da, 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 da. I put in these keywords and you came up, you know, you shouldn't be competing against people who are your potential clients. And mm-hmm. I was like, You saw that ad because I paid to put an ad in front of you. Like you could have been looking for grass seed and that ad would have come up because I'm targeting you and people don't get how good targeting can be in the 21st century. You know? So anyway, I didn't, I didn't irritate him, but uh, after that, Um, but you know, he just totally didn't get, that SEO was doing him no good. And I was perfectly targeting him because I paid a nickel for an ad.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It's like the, you know, in good, even, so let's say you're even doing a targeted Google ad strategy and you're just looking, you're just paying for it support company near me, right? You're pretty sure this is going to be people searching for an MSP. You might pay $50 a click, $75 a click. Um, But then if you're doing a remarketing strategy, if you're doing a, a a strategy where you're using um, an affinity list or a a lookalike audience, like you just described there, you're paying like a nickel for a click, you know? So um, there are a lot of different kind of nuanced ways to do it. And yeah, it's about kind of getting into the, getting in front of the right people. So yeah, list building. I mean, it's the first step of our process. You have a huge list. It sounds like, and um, we do too, you know, and it, yeah, it's a key for, for our own marketing.
0: Very good. Sadly, we're out of time. But if you uh, if you want to give us your website and uh, you know uh, your your offer, we'll be happy to uh, put it up on the uh, show notes.
1: Cool. So, uh, thank you, Carl. My name is Nate Friedman. I'm the CEO of Tech Pro Marketing. We help MSP owners build their sales pipeline through done for you marketing services. Um, if the content in this podcast episode has inspired you, made you feel like maybe it is the time that you're ready to invest in your marketing, Uh, you want to find out, learn more and see if we're a potential fit for you, then what you can do is go to our website. It's techpromarketing.com and you can click the strategy call button in the top right corner. That'll take you to a form, fill out a little bit of information for our team to get to know you. Um, and then that will go right to the scheduling link for our VP of strategy. His name is Sean Vaccaro, and you'll be able to set up a call with him where you guys will talk through your business, where you are with your MSP. If it sounds like we're the right fit to help, he will tell you the details about our program and how that works. If it seems like it's not the right time, we'll tell you that as well. Um, So the best thing to do is if if you feel like you're ready to invest in marketing, if maybe you've tried it in the past and you're ready to dive back in, um, apply for a strategy call with us. We'll, we'll let you know um, what the next move is.
0: Very good. Nate Friedman, Tech Pro Marketing. Thanks for being with us. This has been another SMB Community Podcast.